0: Sheridan Orthopedics. Fall in love with Sunlight Federal Credit Union Certificate of Deposit Specials. Their 15-month CD with a $500 minimum deposit has a 5.39 annual percentage yield. They also have two jumbo CD specials. 36-month has a 4.6 APY, and their 60-month has a 4.86 APY. Both require a $50,000 minimum deposit of new money, which is money not currently held in a Sunlight FCU account. These rates won't last long, and early withdrawal penalty applies. Member NCUA, Sunlight Federal Credit Union, building a brighter future together.
1: Do you own that house? You know, the one with the holes in the front door, disintegrating window sills, paint coming off in sheets, and weeds as high as a roof. The one house that everybody in the neighborhood knows. Do you want to just walk away, but you can't afford to without some money in your pocket? Well, Wild Renovation is perfect for you. They'll make you a cash offer for your home, no matter the condition or how rough it is. Find them on Facebook or at WildRenovation.com. Come-
2: Welcome to the Kendrick Mansions annual Holiday Open House for live music, Father Christmas and figgy pudding on December 1st, 2nd and 3rd from 4-7pm. to 7 p.m. This
1: year on December 1st only, Shannon Marie Moments Photography will be offering free photos
2: with Father Christmas. Admission is $4 per adult and children are free. The Kendrick Mansion is located at Trail End State Historic Site in Sheridan.
1: For more information and the full schedule of events,
2: visit trailend.org or call 307-674-4589. We are coming up on another 15% off Super Saturday at Nest Home and Holiday and Window Works and More. Merry Christmas. This is Darlene. Green and red are the traditional colors of the season and Nest has those colors plus more. All faux floral garlands and greenery will be 15% off Saturday only. That's right, 15% off your Christmas greenery purchase this Saturday only. Nest Home and Holiday, 1815 North Main Street, now open Sundays noon to 4 and free gift wrapping always.
3: ERA Carol Realty is back with the 7th annual Holiday Shopping Sweepstakes. This is your chance to win $1,000 in gift certificates and chamber bucks from our Sheridan and Buffalo merchants. And we've tied into a national campaign to give you a chance at winning $15,000 cash.
4: Five winners will receive prizes totaling a $1,000 to retailers like Bighorn Merc Pizza, Heartland Kubota, Sheridan Hall, First Federal Bank and Trust, and Roosters. Just go to the contest page at SheridanMedia.com. Enter once each day through December 12th.
2: Hi, this is Kim with ERA Carol Realty. We're about more than real estate. We're about family, friendship, and community. Happy Holidays! local first, all across the area, shop here.
5: Joe Schwartz and the Caliph Shriner potentate Mike Malone. Good morning, Shriners. Morning, Floyd. Morning. Now, uh, how how how's it been down at the Shrine Temple this season, this fall? Busy. Busy. That's good. Yeah. What do you guys do down there? Say on a weekly basis?
6: Uh, maybe not weekly, but uh, monthly. We have a, a monthly stag. Uh, we in October we had our uh, fall ceremonial. We brought in uh, five new Shriners. Oh, wow, that's great. Which make a total of 11 this year, so it was a a good year for for membership.
5: That's fantastic to hear, uh, because I'll ask it a little later, but so many organizations are suffering from uh, lack of membership. It's great to hear that you guys have got 11 this year. That's a pretty good number. Uh, How
3: did the Tunnel of Terror go this year, Joe? Tunnel of Terror went great. We had a been an amazing time this year um we've seen numbers this is our, our highest grossing year i mean so that's, it's been good to see that in the five six years we've been doing it now we've seen steady increases every year so i mean we're doing something right um saturday was crazy um we had an auditorium full of people waiting to get in line and i know some of those people waited over an hour plus so we're that's one of our things for next year. Is we're going to figure out a better system for running it, so people don't have to sit those long waits. So, but looking forward to next year and some fresh ideas, and we'll keep, you, they, people keep coming, we'll keep making them scream.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I love to hear that. You know, it's great. Uh, so many people. It. You know, like you said, you want to make it a little faster getting through, but to know that people are willing to wait that yeah. amount of time to get to see their tunnel of terror, I think is fantastic.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, it was unbelievable. And it, I mean, we opened Saturday at six o'clock and I mean, it was just right now people were coming in. It's like, all right, cool. We, we did it till about seven. We took a quick break and I went upstairs and it was just like, Oh my God, oh, <laughs> hey, so good. Uh, we gotta, we gotta start going faster guys. So.
5: <laughs> shorter break, shorter yeah, break. I mean,
3: we had a great, amazing group of volunteers. Um, never thank those people enough uh, the membership as well as people outside the membership. Yeah. A lot of kids um really there wasn't we didn't have any real troublemakers this year at all so that's always good to see it makes our lives a little bit easier.
5: Uh last time you were in here we talked about those troublemakers. Old Trevor had a good laugh over. <laughs> he said you know there's going to be a couple in every single bunch. Oh, yeah, you know? there
3: is every year. I mean there was a couple kids that got I wouldn't say out of line but rambunctious a little bit. Yeah,
5: so. <laughs> and now when it comes to the ideas for that, were you guys already kind of coming up with these new ideas even as the tunnel was in operation?
3: I wing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we use a we got some new decorations this year, and we try to change it up every year. I mean, it's we re, we reuse a lot of the same decorations, we just reorganize them, and kind of as we set it up, that's when the ideas really happen. um You know, the first year we did it, we were pretty like this room's gonna be this, this room's gonna be this, and I kind of hands on everything where in the past few years with some of our volunteers, like one of my buddy's kids, she's helped me for four years now with it. I just like, here, this is your room and you guys decorate this. And it usually becomes the most amazing room out of the whole, the whole deal.
5: Just she, turn them loose. Oh man. yeah.
3: And I've been doing that a lot more with people just letting them play with it. Yeah. I mean? and, and then usually by the time we get into operation, it's like, all right, you set this up, this is your room. You have to operate it. Oh, well, that's and fantastic. It works out pretty good. This year, I was a little bummed. I was supposed to be in what we call the clown room, and uh, I was all excited. Yeah, we're going to be scary clowns. And I went in there, and there were six guys in there already. It's like, oh, I'm going to do something else. There, <laughs> there's, six, there's already six clowns in this room. I, I got kicked out of my own
5: <laughs> It's one of those situations, though, where you look at it, and you'd much
3: rather have too many
5: yep. than not enough.
3: Oh, yeah. It makes a lot of things easier. Sometimes it's with uh, our kid volunteers, we definitely have to, hey, man, tone it down. Yeah. I mean, do we do have to operate this somewhat as a business, and they usually do pretty good. A lot of these kids have been helping me for so many years now. A lot of them have it pretty well down.
5: They're, they're going to be masters of this by the time so. uh, they're Shriners, up there. Man. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Speaking of the Shriners, Mike, I want to welcome you to the show, sir. You are the potentate. Uh, could you explain to the listeners what a potentate is? And what your duties are?
6: Basically, what Imperial uh, Shriners, Imperial uh, like to call them, a board of directors instead of a divan, and the potentate is basically the CEO of the board of directors, and we operate the temple as a business.
5: So basically, the buck stops here, pretty much. Now I imagine there's probably votes that are given. Uh, on various decisions going forward. How big is is your committee uh, that sits with you?
6: We've got seven elected officers.
5: Wow, so it's actually a very democratic process.
6: Five appointed.
5: That's fantastic.
6: Twelve total.
5: Now, we were talking about this before the show, and I loved to hear the numbers. I would love for folks out there to hear it. You have seen an increase in interest regarding membership over this last year correct and uh tell the people how many folks you've added to our shriner number
6: Uh, 11 this year
5: that's fantastic because so many uh organizations and institutions are having issues with membership you know vfw and i'm i'm speaking from you know, a a veteran's point of view, but we've seen numbers drop in the American Legion, we've seen numbers drop in the VFW, and it just seemed as if these fraternities and these organizations were losing leader or not leadership, but losing membership uh, because there were other social avenues that other people could take, uh, you know, online, finding interests uh, on, on the web and things like that. But really, the Shriners are very unique, aren't they? You can't just go off and find someone who impacts the community as much as the Shrine.
6: No, we, we do a lot of good for the for the kids, the community, and, and nationwide, worldwide, with our, uh, they don't like to call them hospitals anymore, they're outreach clinics. And uh talk of membership, it started out in 1872 with 13 Master Masons, started the first... Shrine Temple, and in nineteen seventy nine, our membership was nine hundred and forty one thousand. And as of January of this year, it was down to one hundred and eighty one thousand, a little over one hundred and eighty one. So from nineteen seventy nine to twenty twenty two, we've seen a drastic decrease
3: in our membership. And that's world that's worldwide numbers. Worldwide, that's- yeah. That-
5: And uh, so there has been a drop, but uh, do you think, you know, locally speaking with folks and having folks come and and speak to you, being able to work hard and know that your efforts are going towards helping children in these clinics, I mean, that's, that's really impactful. Mm -hmm. It gives you a, a real purpose to get up, go to meetings and attend these events.
3: It does. Well, and especially if you've ever met a Shriner's <clears throat> patient, uh, one of the kids, it's, or one of their parents, I mean, I, I get teary-eyed every time I think about it, man. It's It really makes all the work and everything that you do just relevant Yeah. at that point. I mean, the biggest impact it had on me as a Shriner was when I went and visited the Salt Lake Hospital and seeing the kids in there. Those kids are amazing. They, uh, the battles they fight make everything. Any battle I've ever fought seem insignificant. Right. I mean, these kids are pretty they're strong, they're very very well-minded and very mature for what they're going through.
5: Those little guys. Oh yeah. You know, they can really make everything else just seem so trivial, you know, when you see the fight that they have to go through every day and uh, the bravery that they have. Yeah. It's it's absolutely amazing. And I you know, when it comes to organizations and and serving I can't think of a better reason. Get up and and get out there and do something. And as as one of the oldest secret societies, the Freemasons have inspired things like conspiracies and all kinds of
3: stuff for centuries. Uh, Well, yeah, everybody's seen National Treasure yeah
5: <laughs> that didn't help situations did it
3: well the, and actually kind of a funny point on that uh when national treasure originally came out we saw an increase in membership and interest <laughs> that's funny so just kind of a funny note on that they, they did good for our, for us anyways as the masons go
5: but to be linked to those Freemasons and some of those conspiracy theories uh that you've heard here and there uh Joe, just for an instance, uh, for an example, what's the craziest one that that you've heard?
3: Oh, probably that we know, you know, like, we know where the Holy Grail is.
5: The Knights Templar connection. Yeah, the Ark of
3: the Covenant, you know, that's part of our, I mean, the Treasures one is probably the biggest one. And a lot of that, I think, does come from the movie. Other than that, you know, we're we're Satanists. We write, we slaughter goats and drink goat blood. (laughs) All kinds of crazy things, Yeah. It's, you know, YouTube, man. YouTube does some wonderful stuff for our organization.
5: <laughs> well, you know, and, and it's, we often talk about this on Jackalope's Explore, but if there's a gap in knowledge, people tend to try and jump forward and fill it with the most outrageous thing that they can find. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, we've talked about it in the past, but to become a member, one must request more information from someone that they know who is a member in good standing. Correct, Mike?
6: That's correct,
5: and so uh, you're not secret about your membership. I mean, Masons and Shriners, both very proud of their organizations, as, as you pointed out before, Mike. You're wearing the rings, you have the pins, and and so people. Oh, and Joe's got beautiful tattoos, I like that. That was great, but I mean, that really invites people in, doesn't it? it so it's not like a secret fraternity,
3: I think part of it that's also kind of the attraction that helps bring people in is the mystery of it
5: yeah yeah
3: i mean because even if you meet a mason they're gonna and as, as talking from a member to a non-member if you were to ask me questions i would give you bits and pieces of information but i wouldn't reveal any of the secrets which you know the secrets there ain't many left it's mainly our rituals which is sim- simply our initiation passing you through degrees is about the only secret that's left.
5: And, you know, when it comes to the foundations, it was really about brotherhood and enlightened thinking. Yep. Uh, going a little bit farther than what uh, the societal norms really want to put on us at the time. Coming together as a fraternity for the good of our communities, correct? Yep. That's right. That's right on it. <clears throat> and uh, then to be a member of the Shriners, what else do you have to do from that point, so I become a Freemason. I, I become part of the fraternity, but then I'm like, boy, I, I want to help with those kids. What what does one have to do at that point?
3: As long as you're a third degree raised as a third degree Mason, you're 100 eligible to join the Shrine to petition the Shrine. It's a very similar um, uh, process as if you were to petition the Lodge. I think you need two signatures though instead of three by um, Shriners in good standing. Then you pay your initiation fees and go through again a secret ritual, uh, <laughs> which, like I say, there's not much secret left to it. And really, the rituals are more education than anything. Yeah. It's just it's what you're learning of what you're joining. I mean, especially the shrine. I'm actually on the in the unit that does the initiate the initiation sections, and um, you know we're just teaching you and educating you of what the Shrine stands for, what we do, what your obligation would be to that temple or to Shriners International. I mean, and then that's it. And then we usually cut for lunch, have a parade, and later that night we party. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah, it, it, that's,
5: it's pretty good uh, uh, initiation. As a member, what is my obligation and a duty toward the Shrine Temple once I become a member? That's a secret.
3: <laughs> basically, it's um, basically the obligation is you're standing up for Shriners International. You're going to represent Shriners International as a Mason. Well, I mean, and when I say as a Mason, just morally, correctly, you wouldn't do anything to disgrace your temple or your lodge, for that matter, um, and you're committing to helping to... Uh, helping whatever you can do to help provide for Shriners international or well, the old obligation was for Shriners hospitals for children, but I just, I don't like calling them Shriners children. So I just, I can't, yeah, the new outpatient stuff. is. It's a
5: little different, right? Trying to learn the new language. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and
3: I mean, originally the first hospital in Shreveport was Shriners hospital for crippled children. And then over time it's (laughs) evolved. We've expanded our, what we do for the children. And then, so, we had to drop the crippled part and also be a little bit more politically correct. But I don't know. Well, well and that's just me. Well, I, and at the
5: same time, you know, it's just one of those situations where your obligation is, uh, like you said, upholding your temple. Yep. And your obligation is to those kids. And that should be drive enough, I think, for any member. Now, what are the the dues that are paid? An, are these paid annually, or is it like a one-time membership fee, and you're good to go?
3: They're an annual dues. Um, you pay The initiation fee is a bit more expensive than your annual dues, but then every December, by December 27th, your dues have to be paid for the upcoming year. Same with the Lodge, same with, I mean, if your York Rite, Scottish Rite, any of the Mas- dependent bodies of the Masonic uh, organization. It's... It's basically the dues, part of it goes, in the Shrine's case, part of it goes to Shriner International, which is above all the Shrine temples. And then the rest goes to the temple itself for upkeep. And it's also how, as potentate, it's part of his budget. I mean, that's part of his budgeted item as far as income. So that helps pay the expenses. That's why I don't want his job, man. (laughs) Got a big budget. It's all that paperwork now. (laughs) You get up too high. You got
5: to spend too much time at the desk, right? That's kind of the way with just about anything. I was going to ask you what it means to be a a Freemason and a Shriner's member, but uh, after talking with you about those kids, Joe. I know exactly what it means, and uh, it means a lot. We're going to talk about an upcoming Shriners Kids Christmas Party when we return. I want you to stick with us. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share
1: First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Lanyap Ministries and Grace Anglican Church will be receiving these funds per random drawing.
3: Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member
4: FDIC. Wrap it in red this year with the Ace Hardware Connect Home Center Holiday Sale Flyer in this week's Country Bounty. The flyer is overflowing with special offers and incentives on gifts for everyone, from the cook to the handyman and hobbyist on your list. See special offers on grills, grilling accessories, power tools, and electric and gas snow and lawn care equipment. Special discounts for Ace Rewards members, too. Look for the
0: flyer and shop your local Ace Hardware and Connect Home Center in Sheridan. Just in time for your holiday dinners, The Health Nut announces that they have organic and natural turkeys, Beeler's spiral-cut hams, gluten-free and regular stuffing, fresh organic cranberries, organic yams and potatoes, gluten-free and regular gravy, gluten-free and regular dinner rolls, gluten-free and regular homemade pies, dairy-free and regular whipped topping. Order your Thanksgiving pies early. Pick them up to ensure they are fresh. The Health Nut, for healthy holiday dinners
4: public service announcement sponsored by Pilch Engineering, serving Sheridan and Johnson Counties.
1: Are you willing to help a child in need this holiday season? Hi, I'm Jamie from Big Brothers Big Sisters. I invite you to come down to Kid Curious Toy Store and more and grab a tag from the Tree of Compassion, benefiting one of the children in our program, sponsored by First Federal Bank and Trust. Your kindness can make a difference in a child's life. Happy holidays from all of us at Big Brothers Big Sisters. This is the first of the Christmas wishes we'll be sharing with you this year. As in years past, all wishes are edited to respect the privacy of the recipient. Dear Christmas Wish, this year I've been hit harder than most dealing with numerous car issues. My vehicle has high mileage and it seems like I'm just putting more money into something that isn't going to last, but it's my only means of transportation. I'm very worried I will not be able to provide Christmas for my girls. I would definitely welcome any kind of help Food for a nice holiday dinner, prayers, and the ability to provide a little happiness for my daughters is all I ask. Thank you. You'd like to donate to this woman and our Christmas wish campaign? Go to sharethemedia.com and click on the Christmas wish campaign. And thank you to our community partners, A-Line Roofing and Exteriors, Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Odell Construction.
5: and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. I'm joined this morning by Caliph Shriner Joe Schwartz and the Caliph Shriner potentate Mike Malone. Uh, Joe, we are here. Uh, We talked about the Tunnel of Terror, which uh, is kind of the big event for Halloween. Now we are on to Christmas, my friend, and and we've got another big event that the Shrine loves to put on. Tell me about the Kids' Christmas Party.
3: The Kids' Christmas Party. We've been doing this forever i don't know <laughs> how many how many years exact but um we're doing our annual kids christmas party at the shrine it's a completely free event for uh anybody to attend um we'll be running it from Oh, eight oh i'm like running through the list here that's okay yeah. please do um but we'll be opening at 9 a.m this saturday december 2nd and running it until about two o'clock or if kids keep coming after two i'm sure santa would probably stick around for a while but uh, as in years past, we do um, we'll have a guy there tying balloons um, until about noon, and then uh, Santa will be there. The Caliph Clowns will be there. We'll have some other treats and goodies. We we give out uh, stockings with a stuffed animal toy, whatever, and some candy in it. Usually, I, don't, I guess that's about it. I shouldn't give away too many secrets. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we invite everybody to stay. We get our we, uh, Ligursky sausages. Gets us our hot dogs for it. So we provide everybody with a hot dog lunch and oh. chips and drinks. And it's kind of, it's a, it's what it is really is it's our payback to the community. It's, that's why we keep it as a free event. We've done this. Like I say, I'm, I really don't know. I've done it personally for seven years. And I know it's been done for probably 15, 20 years before that. It initially started out. It was a bunch of about, you know, the Califf Clowns started it. We used to get 50 to 100 kids, and over the years, it started to grow, grow, grow some more. (laughs) So the Caliph Uniformed Units took it over because it just got out of the capability of what the clowns could do.
5: Yeah, needed more troops on the ground. Yeah,
3: we needed a lot more people. And then um, in years past, uh, some of my predecessors, like uh, Bob and Lucille Gould, they were big advocates for it. And they really brought it and really started bringing people in. They were huge. They would, they would do so much for advertising and all this. and It's just, it's became such a stable of Caleb Shrine anymore that if I was not to do it or if someone was to not step up and do it, I we'd never hear the end of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, the, the kids party is what the Tunnel of Terror is really becoming. Like, every year people ask us, when's the kids party? When's the kids party? When's the kids party? And we've always done it the first Saturday of uh, December and it's kind of, we got people kind of locked into that, where it's, like I say, with the tunnel terrors becoming, is we're starting to hear people like, "Is doing that this year?"
5: Yeah, people are starting to really look yeah. forward
3: to these things. Yeah, so we want to keep this one. Like I say, if I was to not do the kids party, it would, it would just throw people off for a loop. We the one year we didn't do it since I've been running it was uh, at the height of COVID. Yeah, yeah, There's a lot of things we had to put on hold. Yeah, that, that was year. that year was the only year that we not done it since I've been around. So and. We're still kind of recovering from that, so yeah. But love anybody to come on down and see Santa Claus, all the, the big red guy. There might be a reindeer running around too. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> Mike. Uh, before I let you guys go, um, if if there was a gentleman sitting out there in the crowd. Listening to this, thinking, well, I'd love to help my community. That sounds like a great fraternity to belong to. If he was on the fence, what would you tell him?
6: Come on down.
5: Just to come on down.
6: We'd love to talk to you about it. Uh, Like I say, you have to be a a master mason in good standing in your lodge uh, before you can join the shrine. But uh, we're always looking for good, good members.
5: Good people who want to help the community. That's really what it's all about. There's no conspiracy to it. It's just plain, simple people getting together to improve their community.
3: That's right. Yeah, that's basically the gist of it, man.
5: Well, I greatly appreciate you coming in, Joe. Mike, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir, and thank you for coming on down. I look forward to seeing both of you again. All right, right, when we return, we're going to speak with the Sheridan College Music Department. Right after this, you're listening to Public Pulse on 930K, are we? 103.9 FM. Sure.
1: The team at First Federal Bank and Trust is once again partnered with Shared of Media for our annual Christmas Wish campaign, a campaign to help people who've fallen on temporary hard times.
4: Our team at First Federal Bank and Trust is committed to helping individuals and families in our community who need a helping hand up. Our commitment has been and continues to be our community. In years past, the Christmas Wish program has provided gift certificates for groceries, gifts for children, and paying bills. I invite you to join the First Federal Bank and Trust team in supporting the Christmas Wish campaign.
7: Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Hi,
2: Wyoming. It's Congresswoman Harriet Hageman. What a beautiful year in Wyoming. I don't think I have ever seen it so green for so long and with such an abundance of grass and vegetation. We are truly blessed. Our office is here to help with all interactions with the federal government. If you are having trouble with the IRS or VA, need help obtaining a passport or have questions regarding other agency action, please don't hesitate to contact our office in Cheyenne at 829-3299 or the CASPER office at 261-6595. I hope to see you soon. And for a schedule of our events, please visit hegemon.house.gov. While you are there, please sign up for our weekly newsletter to stay informed about the votes and issues that are important to Wyoming. I'm praying for you and your family and we look forward to hearing from you. Paid for by official funds authorized by the House of Representatives.
1: The grand reopening of Legacy Diamond and Gems with their total store remodel is complete and better than ever. With Christmas just around the corner, stop into their exquisitely remodeled store and see the latest jewelry designs. Legacy Diamond and Gems, where quality jewelry at an affordable price is always in style. Their staff of jewelry professionals are always ready to assist you in finding that perfect gift of fine jewelry that says, I love you. Legacy Diamond and Gems. 11 North Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. Download the McDonald's app, join My McDonald's Rewards to get your free large fries with a $1 minimum purchase. Plus, when you join My McDonald's Rewards, you start earning points on every eligible order, points you can put towards more free food. Just order, relax, and enjoy. Go to the Google Play or Apple App Store, download the McDonald's mobile app, and start saving. Download it now.
5: Good morning. Welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For my second part, I am joined by Sheridan College Director of Bands and Jazz Studies, Dr. Eric Richards. Good morning, Doc, and welcome back to the show.
7: Good morning to you, Floyd. It's great to be back. Now, uh, how was your Thanksgiving, sir? It was fantastic. We had, uh, we had uh, two sons and one daughter-in-law, and uh, we have a pretty big family, so that's about half capacity for us. But uh, as usual, my wife prepared a fantastic meal of and um i prepared my world famous mashed potatoes so it was a good day <laughs> that's fantastic yep. to hear what's your what, what is your favorite
5: thanksgiving
7: dish wow um well uh, uh I, a really good stuffing if a yeah. stuffing is made well um that really captures my let's say interest <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, stuffing
5: is so Thanksgiving. Yeah. I've, I've always really
7: loved that. Right. How's,
5: how's the fall semester been down at the college?
7: Outstanding. It's uh, We're back in business, and um, we have a great cohort of first- and second-year students, and our community musicians are involved with all of our wide range of ensembles, from bands to jazz to choirs to strings. And um, this is the time of year when we get to present all that to our community. So we in, a, in a, about the next two weeks... Uh, we have three great concerts, and um, I'm ex- really excited to present our Holiday Swing 23 production.
5: Now, I was as I was speaking with uh, your colleagues yesterday, and I asked them a question. I, I something that I wanted to ask you: if you feel that social media and reels and exposure to various types of music, can you really see that? in your students when they start like a, a first year with you you can see I'm not, I'm not going to say smarter than the the past or former students but just a little more exposure to different types of musical culture
7: yeah absolutely I would say the whole um, access to social media and technology it's a dual edged sword because um, uh, back in the day if I would if we're playing a, a piece of uh, Brazilian music and I wanted to wanted to provide some kind of reference for them, I would have to send them and actually get those ancient um, artifacts called an, an LP. Vinyl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, It so it was a lot harder to access music. And now, I mean, with a, with things like Spotify, YouTube, um, uh, the various services that we have uh, that can allow us to instantly stream all kinds of music um, from all over the world. The access is instantaneous and there's really no excuse to um, n- not, not, not know what it takes to sound authentic and deep the other side of that though is the social media (laughs) has definitely had an effect on the ability to focus and attention span so it's a dual as i said in my view it's a dual edged sword yeah
5: absolutely i would agree completely on that uh you know and of course as a parent fellow parent um you know, kinda go through the same thing with the kiddos. You yep, know. Yes, yep. I love that you can see all that, but I, I kinda need you to pay attention to this over here for yeah, right, right now. You I th- know?
7: I think I um I totally agree with you that. I think it's a great idea, just speaking from my own perspective, that um uh parents should really wait to provide uh tech to their kids. Mm-hmm. Like no tablets, no phones. Um you had the decision on when to do that is up to every family, but definitely not while they're not, while they're having those important formative years intellectually and and physically and everything else, I mean, that's just my view. So we're kind of getting on a sidebar. Yeah, that's all right.
5: Uh, but that, and one one, I was kind of segueing into the exposure of jazz. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that you and I have talked about in the past. What what makes jazz great? Uh, it's it's like the. American experience in itself so many different cultures added into this big pot. something beautiful came out of it right and as as the
7: director of jazz studies at the college when did it really capture you right Um, well I can almost point to the exact moment Uh, I was playing in the middle school band in seventh grade and um, my band director, back in the day, the jazz ensembles in high schools were called stage bands. It's kind of a dated term now, but it was basically a, bi- a, a big jazz band. And um, I guess I was coming on strong for however however much a seventh grader in a little town outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania can come on. And um, my band director said, um, hey, we need a trombone player in the high school jazz band. Do you, you, you want to come down to a rehearsal? I'll pick you up and take you there and... And you can see if you like it. And I thought, wow, this is a big deal. This is like getting called up from the farm team to the <laughs> yeah, major. Right. You know, so I was kind of scared, and um, but excited because I they had they had played an assembly at our uh, middle school, and I, the, what I didn't know what was going on, but I thought it was. A, really interesting music. I loved the sound of the harmony. And then the students would stand up in the middle of pieces of music. And it seemed like they were just making up stuff on the spot, (laughs) which of course we learned later that improvisation is a central, you know, the central feature of, of jazz. So anyway, I go into this rehearsal and sit down and, um, I'm sitting in the middle of the trombone section, and I can still see the piece of music. It's rather dated. It was a piece called Suburban Soul. And it was kind of like, and now I I didn't know what was going on then. Now I knew it it was kind of this straight-Ace rock tune in G minor. But I didn't know what it was then. All I know is that in the middle of the brass section, when I heard these chords occurring... Which had more than three notes in them, you know, like four or five notes. There was some. I'm getting goosebumps right now just <laughs> talking about this. Uh, hearing those chords just ignited the fire right there, and then, yeah. and then at that point, the journey began. So that's in my life story. That's where it's learned.
5: That's amazing. Yep. That that is a great story, and and to actually see you react to that. Still to this day, the passion is is not only still there, but I'd say even
7: hotter than before. Well. It's had a lifetime to ripen, I guess. Yeah.
5: And do you think it's the improvisation, the ups and downs about jazz that keeps people so enraptured with it through the years? It, I mean, it's like a musical style that never goes out of style.
7: Well, I'd have to agree with you there. Again, the, I think one of the best definitions of improvisation is spontaneous composition. And uh, one of the things that I love about the jazz experience is that as both a jazz composer and a jazz improviser, you get to, you have this palette of uh, colors and timbres and harmonies and rhythms that are really distinctive to that style. And then um, it's, again, getting back to it being kind of an, an America a microcosm of the American experience, you invite people to participate. You know, if you're going to sit down and play Beethoven, your job is to realize Beethoven in an intelligent, informed manner but there isn't except for perhaps maybe cadenzas but uh, there isn't really a place for you to provide your own creative input you're there to to present his view of how the music sounds um in jazz as you you get to invite the performer to input their own creativity they're they're collaborating with you you know you're creating this big structure and then for for whatever period of time that the improvisation takes place, you're saying, "All right, so here is our, here's the general argument that we're presenting to the jury. Now let's hear you af- bring this. Let's hear you bring this argument further." And you know, so
5: and it's a you're right. It's part of the American experience. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you could play, which is beautiful. Absolutely yeah. love when someone can get on a piano and show me. Or, or, yeah, I would say show me a piece of music. Sure. And and. Play it correctly. Mm-hmm. There's a skill and an art and a talent to that. Right. But and to be able to contribute yourself uh, and add and become part of the music itself, that is jazz.
7: And one of the, you know, just, just before we get off that topic, I guess it just reminded me that um, one of the things that I'm always telling my students and community musicians is uh, a musician's first job, particularly in jazz, is to listen you know, to be aware of your environment. Pilots call this situational awareness, you know, I guess knowing what's going on at your 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock. And in music, especially in jazz, when you have that improvisational element and something can go awry, but then you can react to it and bring things back on track. So um, that kind of real-time situational awareness is... is um it happens, of course, in other in other styles, particularly, I guess I'm thinking of classical chamber music, but it is the dial is set to ten on, yeah. <laughs> for, for, in jazz on that song. Absolutely. You've got to be I mean, you can't fall asleep playing jazz. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think I, I forget who it was. Um it might have been Miles. Somebody important said there's no such thing as a wrong note. The wrong note is the problem is what occurs after the so-called wrong note happens. And both miles and John Coltrane were notoriously, uh, uh, that sounds too negative. They were respected for being able to react in real time to when something, uh, something strange happened. But then what they did after that strange event happened, brought everything back on track and maybe took the band in a new direction. So yeah, absolutely. So if, if you're in the audience, You didn't hear a mistake, right? Right. There wasn't a mistake. That's right. Um, So tell us about Holiday Swing Twenty Three. Well, I'm happy to tell you about that. This is um, uh, the title's a bit of a misnomer. This is not a jazz concert exclusively. This has everything from classical music to country music to jazz to funk. And this is really Sheridan College's musical gift to the community. Um, we have our symphony band, our jazz ensemble. Um, our chamber choir is going to be singing some welcoming selections before the concert. Uh, we, we have a brand new vocal jazz quartet that we're bringing out for this uh, concert called Dazzle Jazz, made up of our students. Um, we're really excited to collaborate with the Sheridan County Youth Choir. Oh, They'll wow. be Yeah, I, I wrote a piece for them that we'll be premiering um, based on a... Christmas poem by Christina Rossetti called A Christmas Carol. Uh, we have two wonderful uh, instrumental soloists joining us. Um, Tab Barker, I know many people know him in Sheridan for all of his work uh, with Project Schoolhouse. He's also a, a fantastic musician. He's going to be joining the jazz ensemble on a couple of tunes. And then Allison Dooley, who is a wonderful violinist. Um, a lot of people in the community know um, know her her mom, Christy Dooley, who's so active in many of the musical ensembles around here, and her grandparents, um, Walt and Lois Rogge, who are just uh, you know pillars of this community as educators and um, musicians. And uh, she is a, just an excellent violinist. And um, she's going to be joining us on a piece I composed way back in 1988 called A Yuletide Rhapsody, which is a set of concert variations on three holiday themes. Um, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel... And um, We Three Kings. And and we've got a sampling of We Three Kings. Uh,
5: Let's go ahead and listen to that right now. beautiful doc
7: yeah that now that piece originally as you could hear it started life as a classical saxophone solo with wind ensemble i wrote that for the army field band so if you like that wait till you hear it with violin (laughs) (laughs) that's
5: what what was that that we were hearing kind of fluttering there
7: well you might have been there's some pretty busy woodwind lines um the solo line itself was alto saxophone with wind ensemble so so the star of that show was a um, it was originally written for a wonderful classical alto saxophonist. I had the privilege of serving in the army with a name, Ted Griepentrog. And um, every time he played that piece, uh, he got a standing ovation.
5: Oh, it's absolutely so, beautiful. And I, I just picture that like a fluttering. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure that's exactly what you were going for. Well, but yeah,
7: just real, very high energy. Yeah. I, you know, uh, uh, I guess I was thinking about when it's kind of ironic as the pieces come full circle because I was trying to write a piece that sounded like uh, something a violin virtuoso would play, except it was played by classical saxophone. So it's absolutely beautiful. We're going to be hearing this will be yes uh, Allison will be joining us on the the first half of the concert is the symphony band and this is our first half closer a yuletide ah. rhapsody so you'll get to hear our version of it at holiday swing 23
5: and i love how you know i was going to ask you who is this is this faculty is this we're going to hear students this is everyone we're yeah. hearing everybody at this concert yeah,
7: pretty much it's a it's, it's a large contingent of we're hearing the uh, we're hearing the band The band, the jazz ensemble. Oh, and um, one of our alums is Cora Peterson, who is currently our concert hall coordinator at the Whitney Center, and she is emerging as a a really strong singer-songwriter. So I asked her to write something for this concert. Can you write an original holiday-flavored song that will premiere at Holiday Swing 23? And she came up with this really cute song. It's kind of a story song, a narrative called The Reindeer Rodeo. So we're going to be premiering. See, I told you we have everything from concert music to jazz to Nashville songwriting. And she's going to be, we're very fortunate that she's, uh, she's going to allow us to premiere that um, on the second half with the jazz band. Oh my gosh. I can't think of
5: a more Wyoming Christmas title.
7: Oh yeah. There you go. (laughs) She, well, she's, uh, she is uh, steeped in the cowboy ethic. I mean, she, she, that's a very important part of her uh, artistic toolbox. And, and, to a guy from Pittsburgh, she had to explain a couple of lines to me like, we flanked the reindeer. I didn't know, what does that mean? you <laughs> Are you eating them? So the, the lyrics are very authentic. So it will, I know our Wyoming audience will enjoy it. <laughs> now, Sir, is there a cost for this one? No, this is our, see, this is what I love about this concert. This is our gift to the community. So there is no cost but you need tickets, and they are almost gone. I just checked this morning, and um, there are about uh, 10 tickets left for the oh, goodness. F- for the Friday performance, Friday, December 8th at uh, 7 o'clock, and less than 10 tickets left for the Saturday matinee, December 9th at 4 o'clock. So you can still, if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, And if you act quickly, there still are a few seats left, but we are darn close to being sold out. And the way to get those tickets, they are free. It's just so we can manage headcount because last year we had people standing in the aisles. So we thought we better expand to two concerts and and organize this a little better. So um, the way to get those tickets is to go to sheridan.edu slash arts and look for Holiday Swing. You can click right on the picture of the production and it'll take you right to our... um, ticket website and again the tickets are free that's fantastic and folks you better jump on that right away because uh i'll tell you
5: these are not going to last long <laughs> yeah, uh they they are already almost out so make sure that you get this how did you arrange this performance i'm, I'm running out of time with yeah. you I only got about two minutes sure. left but just an arrangement when you sit down with yeah. so much talent you oh. sit down with so much great music how do right. you arrange it
7: well okay true confession time i'm a i'm a Child of the '60s and '70s, and one of the things that I loved at the holidays, it seemed like um, on network TV there were all of these Christmas specials that were very uplifting, that provided all with it, that provided a wide range of styles. Um, and so that was my strategic concept for this. If I were going to create a live Christmas special that that address just about everyone's musical taste. If you come to this concert and you like this kind of music, you're going to hear something you like. If you hear that kind of music, you're going to hear something you like. And when you leave, you are going to be infused with positive holiday spirit. What would that look like? And that's what I'm hoping that this looks and sounds like. That was the goal. You can think of this as the Sheridan College Christmas special. Well, that's fantastic. (laughs) Holiday special. I love it. (laughs)
5: Because, you know... You just reminded me of all the, the years. Like as Andy ch- Williams, yeah, right? <laughs> sitting down and and watching these Christmas specials with my family. That was my early childhood. Well, there you go. Uh, so this, I'm really looking forward to this, Doc, and uh, I think this is going to be a great show. Folks, one more time, make sure you're getting out there. Get these tickets. They're going very fast. And this is one of the performances you definitely want to see. Doc, I want to thank you for coming in this morning. Uh, it's always a pleasure, sir, to sit down and uh, be able to talk about music
7: with you. Thank you so much, Floyd. I feel like when we come to the end, we we, we could talk for another hour. Oh, easily, <laughs> easily. We'll have to do open mic someday. One day would be great.
5: <laughs> You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 Carraway at 103.9 FM.
0: Three minutes...
1: First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Lanyap Ministries and Grace Anglican Church will be receiving these funds per random drawing.
3: Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC.
0: Our $5,000 gift card giveaway is going on right now. Ho, ho, ho. Kurt Smith here
5: for the Sheridan
0: Commercial Company. Today and every weekday until
7: December 22nd, we're
5: giving away $250 in gift cards, $550 gift card winners each weekday for a grand total of $5,000 in Sheridan Commercial Company gift cards. Don't miss out. You can't win if you don't come in and register. Sign up today and every day. Merry Christmas from all of us at the Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway.
0: If you're a Sheridan City resident, now's the time to sign up to receive critical emergency alerts from the city on your cell phone. Get information on severe weather, snow removal parking requirements, service outages, and more. The city's goal is for every city resident to sign up and receive these time-sensitive notifications, and now's the best time to do it. For more information and to sign up, scan the QR code in this week's Country Bounty, or click the link on SheridanMedia.com.
3: shopping for the outdoor enthusiasts in your life? You'll find exactly what you need in the Sportsman's Warehouse flyer in this week's Country Bounty. Hunting, shooting, fishing, camping, boating, outdoor cooking, yep, it's all in there. And watch for mega deals on select items in each category. Need stocking stuffers? Browse the flyer for discounts in clothing, accessories, and footwear too. Grab their flyer in this week's Country Bounty and then head to Sportsman's Warehouse open seven days a week on Burnage Lane in Sheridan. At Prime
0: Raid Motors, they recently had a customer stop in that had no trade-in because they wanted to give their car to their grandson for a graduation gift. Prime Raid's team went right to work, first determining what they had in mind and what Prime Rate had on the lot. He wanted a pickup, she wanted an SUV. In the end, they were fitted into a Ute that fitted their lifestyle perfectly. From the Wyoming the finance, Corporate right Office there. Studio
7: on one hundred three point nine FM and News nine thirty
0: KROB, Sharon.